You're listening to Plug In to Health with Prevea Health, exploring healthcare topics that matter to you, the latest developments in health and medicine, and the inspiring stories that emerge from Prevea Health, our partners, and the communities we serve. Welcome to Plug Into Health. I'm your host, Angela Dea. We are recording this episode on September 3rd, 2020. It's been about six months since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic in Wisconsin. The novel coronavirus remains in many of our communities, and soon we may have another virus to tackle, influenza. With the flu season on its way, we're tapping into our experts here to get a better idea of what we can all be doing to keep our family safe and healthy and how Prevea is preparing to help us all do that. Our guests include Dr. Ashok Rai, the president and CEO of Prevea Health. He's been monitoring the COVID-19 pandemic very closely here in Wisconsin. He's also a practicing physician specializing in internal medicine. We also have Amber Allen, the Director of Primary Care, Quality, and Innovation at Prevea Health. Amber is leading our COVID-19 community testing efforts across the state and also leads the development of our flu clinics each year. Welcome, Dr. Rye and Amber, and thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Thanks for having us. So, Dr. Rye, let's start with you. Based upon your medical knowledge and expertise, your close monitoring of the COVID-19 pandemic, what are your biggest concerns right now as the flu season approaches? You know, it's one thing to have a lot of medical resources dedicated towards one virus that's, you know, taxing the medical system. And and right now we're doing okay, but, you know, it really depends on how COVID numbers go in the future. But then you add on a second uh, virus that we actually know more about, and we know that there's a certain percentage of them that are going to need our hospital resources. And that's really what we're worried about. It's not as much about clinic resources or urgent care resources. We're really talking about hospital resources. And when hospital resources get overwhelmed, um, bad things happen to people who don't even have COVID or influenza. You know, you just don't have all the beds to take care of the strokes and the heart attacks and and the trauma patients, the car accidents. So you want to make sure you have capacity locally. And what we have with COVID and influenza at the same time is a risk of overwhelming that capacity. Kind of like stacking one disease on top of another or two tornadoes hitting a building at the same time. It's not a situation that you look forward to because you're worried about what's going to happen in that hospital capacity situation. And we've seen it in other countries, and we saw it in the springtime. When you have both happening at the same time, how quickly it can happen. It can happen in 24 hours where all of a sudden all your hospital beds are used. So we know the concerns. What can we all be doing to keep ourselves, our families, our communities as safe and healthy as possible in the midst of these two very infectious diseases? So they share some things uh, in the sense of how they're spread. So wearing a mask to decrease the spreading is great. Washing our hands, which I hope we're doing anyway, but we should re-encourage that. Cleaning our surfaces. Probably the most important thing that we can do, or second most important thing we can do, is that if we're sick, not exposing anybody to it. Staying home. Making sure that your children that have a cough or a fever, we're not giving Tylenol and just sending them off to school, that we're having them evaluated. We're having them tested both for you know influenza and COVID. But we actually have one weapon uh, in influenza that we did not have in COVID, and that's a vaccine. Hopefully we'll have it in COVID, but we already have it for influenza. We know that it works. And that will help prevent a lot of that overwhelming of the hospital systems if everybody gets it. So we want as many people to get vaccinated as possible this year. 
Is it safe to say that getting a flu shot this year is probably more important than it has ever been? You know, I think it's always important, but there's never a time in history where it's more important than I would say in 2020 and 2021 is to get your flu shot. Mm-hmm. I, I want to hone in a little bit more on the flu shot. I mean, there's no question that the flu vaccine has its critics. I think one of the biggest arguments we hear is, you know, you can't guarantee it will work. Last year, I got the shot and I got sick anyways. Why is it still important that we get the flu vaccine, even if we can't guarantee 100% effectiveness? There's very few things in healthcare outside of birth and dying that's 100%. So everything else is kind of in between that. And we know that the flu shot is really, really effective. Um, it will prevent hospitalizations. And if you actually do get influenza in a rare situation after being immunized, you actually do better in the hospital. I also think it's important when people say they've gotten a flu shot and they still get sick, they likely didn't get influenza. They got one of many other wintertime viruses that are out there. The cold is still the cold, and the flu is not the cold, and and COVID is not the flu, nor the cold. So there's other viruses out there. They're pretty minor. They can be inconvenient, uh, and being sick is never convenient, and it'll create some confusion. But it's important to understand when you get the influenza vaccine, you still may get a cold. And you still may feel sick, but it wasn't the influenza that can put you in the hospital. Um, I was doing some research uh, browsing on the CDC website uh, yesterday. Um, They mentioned that a study in 2018 showed that a flu-vaccinated adult who was hospitalized with flu was 59% less likely to be admitted to an intensive care unit. So basically, even if you do still get sick, the symptoms may be less severe. You have a, a better chance of getting through it. Right. You know, the the downstream effects of it, the respiratory failure, the heart failure, all the body uh, organ damage that can happen from having that respiratory failure is is a lot less. It's we like to use the word mitigated. It's 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 lessened. So having the flu shot may not 100 percent prevent you from getting sick, but it does mean you'll get less sick when you are sick. Mm -hmm. So we know the flu shot is vital. Amber, let's let's talk a little bit now about how Provea makes the flu vaccine accessible. What does one need to do if they want to get themselves and their families vaccinated as soon as possible? We have several different options for patients to get vaccinated for influenza. First and foremost, we have dedicated influenza vaccine clinics. Uh, So this year we're offering a bit more in the evening and weekends, uh, but you also can get them from your primary care provider. So if you're seeing them for a visit, you're coming in for any other reason and you're you're healthy and well, we absolutely want to vaccinate you anytime you're coming into the clinic. Uh, So all of those opportunities are available to patients uh, simply by calling us. We'll we'll vaccinate any patient. You don't have to be a Purvea patient to receive a flu vaccine. Uh, simply by calling our call centers, we will get you scheduled and get you vaccinated. So, um, so just to clarify then, I can either call my primary care provider, make an appointment, and get a flu vaccine, or the same thing, um, have my child see their pediatrician, get their, their vaccine, or we have flu clinics. Can you explain how those work? 
Yeah, a flu clinic is really a dedicated time for patients to come in just for a flu vaccine. Oftentimes, especially in families, they want to have everybody come in at the same time. It's much more convenient than scheduling at a couple different locations or with a couple different providers. And so this allows an opportunity for them to all come in at the same time. Mom, dad, all the kids will get everybody taken care of all at the same time. They're quick appointments. So, you know, we'll be asking the questions about making sure you're well enough to receive the vaccine, giving the vaccines education about it and then you're off and and back home and so you actually make an appointment for the flu vaccine clinic right okay all right um what are we doing differently this year as an organization to prepare for the flu season as we also deal with COVID-19? Yeah, we had to put in some extra considerations as we deal with COVID-19 to accommodate for physical distance in the clinic. So how we accomplish that is by offering more of the evening clinics and the weekend clinics where we don't have other um, clinic traffic to navigate through. So there's fewer people to um, have in the clinic at a time. We, we generally expect that our flu clinics are busy um, Uh, So we didn't want to compound both of our regular clinic volume with the flu clinic volume. So we are offering more evening hours, more weekend hours, and spreading it across time a little bit further. Usually we chunk that off in about four weeks or so. Now we're extending it to about six or seven weeks uh, just so we can allow more of that um, physical distancing and and accomplish that Mm -hmm. more effectively. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dr. I want to come back to you. I I think about you know, I think about a a family, maybe a parent or anybody who might be experiencing symptoms. And as you had mentioned earlier, a lot of symptoms between flu and COVID-19 overlap. Um, What what is your, your best piece of advice for people who may be experiencing symptoms and wondering, how do I decipher between the two? What is my best course of action? So probably the number one thing you can do is not blow off any symptom. You know, consider every symptom is real. Uh, and making sure that you understand, you know, what could be flu, what could be allergies, what could be COVID-19. And it's and it's somewhat complicated. I mean, it's it's not as easy as you might think because there's a ton of overlap. And when there's overlap, we're going to err towards the side of caution and test you for COVID, test you for influenza. But there's certain things that we probably don't need to test you for that are, are pretty common. We've actually put together a great document on purveya.com called our Symptom Navigator. So you can go to www.prevea.com slash symptom navigator, all one word, and and look at that. And it's a table that helps guide a parent through it or a teacher through it or anybody through an adult through it, what I should be tested for, when I should stay home. One of the most important things to understand is till you know what category you fall in, till you've been tested, you should avoid exposing anybody if you have symptoms. So you should definitely be staying home, talking to a healthcare provider, coming in to get tested, using our online app, whatever we, whatever works for you. But the most important thing is you wake up in that morning with that sore throat, you're not going to school. You're going to have, you need to evaluate what it could be. And if you have a temperature, you're not going to work. You need to evaluate what it could be before we can return you safely into the environment. That's how you beat the virus. The virus needs a host to live. We're the host. The humans are. So if we know it's within us or there's a chance of it being within us, we don't want to give it a chance to replicate and go to another person. Easiest way to kill it is to take away that opportunity. Very well said. Dr. Rye Amber, thank you both very much for your for your expertise and your insight. And, and maybe we'll do another check-in on this in the future um, as we progress. It's still, it's still early in the, well, flu season is technically, when does flu season get started, Dr. Rye? 
The immunization season is right upon us. By the end mm-hmm. of this month, we really want to make sure we start the immunization. When we start seeing the first cases, possibly late October, November, sometimes a little earlier, sometimes a little later, really depends. But let's talk about late fall, which in Wisconsin we like to call winter. <laughs> well, maybe we'll have to do another check-in, but I want to thank you both for joining us today. And meanwhile, message here, everyone, um, to our listeners, um, please get your flu shot. We have all the information you need about flu shots, including our flu clinic schedules on our website at provea.com flu. So thanks again to Dr. Rye and Amber, and thank you to all of our listeners. Stay healthy, everyone, and we'll check in again soon here on Plug Into Health. You've been listening to Plug Into Health with Provea Health. To learn more and to submit ideas for future shows, please visit provea.com slash podcast. And please remember, the information provided in this podcast does not constitute medical advice. It is not intended to replace interactions with your healthcare professional. And if you are concerned about your healthcare, you should consult with your healthcare professional. You can learn more about Prevea Health at Prevea.com. Thank you for choosing to plug into health with Prevea Health.